Dominic Cull, it's such a pleasure to welcome you to the My Broadband Conference. Uh, Dominic Cull representing uh, Ellipsis. Uh, Dominic, it's been a very interesting uh, last few years. In fact, every year in telecoms is interesting. And when I compare us to last year and uh, compare us to this year, I get the sense that nothing much has changed significantly. There's lots of, uh, uh, you know, uh, hot air and uh, lots of things being spoken about 5G and Spectrum. But uh, what is the current, um, what is the current state of play when it comes to Spectrum? We're hearing about the wireless open access network. Um, and I mean, how do you think this is going to play out over the next year? Okay, thank you. Um... Before I start, just to mention, I have been a member of my broadband since 2004. And you could take your opening statement back to then and say, well, what's changed since 2004? I'm, I'm still waiting for my gold, my broadband beanie, um, and we're still waiting for Spectrum to be assigned in South Africa. So we know there's been progress. We know that Spectrum is now important, not just to the MNOs, to, to Vodacom, MTN, Telcom, Liquid Rain, and, and to sell C, I guess. But it's it's become important to government as a source of revenue. So we're seeing statements from the president and the minister of finance. They're driving these processes. They've given money to ICASA specifically to say, here are resources so that you get the spectrum process right. And to its credit, ICASA has done what it's needed to do and it's got an ITA out there and now industry is looking at that ITA and figuring out how it impacts them because this is a game breaker you know, event for the next 15 to 20 years. This is going to define the winners and the losers in South Africa. So Telcom clearly felt it was on the losing side as things were, were rolling out with the ITA. It was the first to jump to court. Um, Vodacom and MTN have also come in with applications, but, you know, looking for, for nuances in interpretation of the ITA, whereas Telcom wants a complete stop. Telcom has got an interdict um, earlier in March. The state of play at the moment is that ICASA is appealing against that interdict. It's asking for leave to appeal to the Supreme Court. And we don't know if that's going to be granted. If it is, probably no spectrum in... 2021. Um, if not, then we go to a full hearing at the end of July this year, which will be Telcom's complaints together with the MTN's position and Vodacom's position opposed by CASA. So it's not looking good that we'll actually see the spectrum being deployed into networks this year. Oh, that is it's just so disappointing to hear. And uh, and at the end of the day, the losers are the South African public. Um, you know, this, 100%. this squabble is taking place. It's been taking place for years and we've been arguing about Spectrum for years. At the end of the day, it's going to hamper economic growth. The South Africans that want cheaper data are not going to get it. And our, we, 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 we stand a chance of delaying our rollout of 5G as well and et cetera, et cetera. And the implications around that. I mean, it's so disappointing. It is, it is, however, progress. Yes. So the fact that we've got an ITA that's workable, ICASA is standing by it, it's pushing it. I think a lot of, of what ICASA is raising in the courts is correct. I'm not a huge fan of Telcom's position. Um, there are efforts to, to intervene and to get some mediation going from all sorts of places, which really speaks to the importance of this process, not just for the industry, but for broader South Africa. And you're, you're really right. The opportunity cost 
of not getting the spectrum out to the networks immediately is immense and it's been 15 years it's crazy so how how does this now impact uh mobile broadband competition for example obviously everyone is trying to throw in their weights into this court battle there's a lot of competition going on how's this going to impact that so well at the end of the day this is all about competition for the industry for us it's about lower prices for government it's about revenue international treasury for the industry it's about where they sit competitively and and mt and vodacom in particular gone on record with the commission under oath saying you know give us the spectrum we and then you will start to see real reductions in prices so they're effectively saying right now our hands are tied we can't do anything Notwithstanding which, ICASA is busy with a different process, which is an inquiry into competition in mobile broadband services. They came out with some findings on the 31st of March, as well as some draft regulations, which are really geared at saying, well, we found that Vodacom and MTN are dominant in the market, the retail market for mobile broadband. So when they sell to you and I, as well as certain upstream markets to do with access to high sites and things of that nature. So ICASA is proposing some remedies to counter that dominance in these draft regulations, really taking aim at margins um, between wholesale and retail and trying to make sure that the MNOs actually enable the ISPs and others to compete and thereby bring the price down. I can hear Vodacom and MTN saying that's lovely and we'd love to comply with doing that, but can we please get the spectrum in order to enable that? Well, it's, 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 it's very complex and um, there's, I mean, when you look at it, the, the bigger picture, um, there are some people that stand to lose a lot if the process is not handled properly. But when you compare this process of spectrum, the way we're doing it in South Africa, does it compare with how other countries are doing it around the world? How is spectrum allocated around the world compared to how we're doing it? Look. You know, litigating against regulators with regard to spectrum is an international sport. Um, we're not in, in the top tier, to be quite frank, um, yeah. mainly because we haven't had too many opportunities to play the game. But no, this is something that happens around the world. We have some particular South African complications. Um, we know that government has not been as effective as it should have been. We know that, for example, the Minister of Communications has been shifted on numerous times. So a new person comes in, they have a new view on spectrum. And one of the reasons we're getting progress now is that the current minister has actually been in the position for a period of time. So that's one obstacle which has previously been in the way which has been moved. Mm. So we're not special here, Aki, in terms of... of okay how we're dealing with this, um, but it, you know, we've certainly taken far, far longer than we should. Industry will point fingers at government, and now that we've got to this stage, government is going to point fingers at industry and say, you know, do the right thing, relax your claims, we need this urgently. And, and I can understand that telecom and others may be reluctant to do that. Yeah. Well, at, at the heart of this whole discussion around Spectrum, of course, is 5G. Um, and many of the networks have farmed out all sorts of ways of doing uh, 5G in certain ways, but clearly it's not enough. Um, how is this going to play into 5G? Is, I mean, I imagine that the delay of allocating the Spectrum is equal to a further delay on 5G. 
and a further setback into our country's economic development because you know there's a direct link with you know broadband penetration and people having access to cheaper data and the economic growth of a country so how is this all now going to play into 5g so Look, it, it is obviously going to have an impact on 5G, but I also just want to say that, you know, the South African environment is more than just the mobile networks. So in terms of those other issues of addressing digital divides and, and things, there are lots of initiatives out there. You know, the, the access funds being created are the presidency to fiber up lower LSM homes. The fiber industry itself is moving on from the higher LSM areas into lower LSM areas. So that issue is being addressed. Spectrum is a particular issue. So firstly, some of the spectrum which is up for auction now is 5G spectrum. So we've got a little confused somewhere along the way because the 3.5 gigahertz spectrum in particular is a key anchor band for 5G. That's what everyone wants to deploy 5G services at the moment. And that's why what MTN and Vodacom are, are arguing about in the litigation is about their ability to get more or to get 3.5 um, gigahertz spectrum. We, we anticipate a policy direction on 5G spectrum by the end of 2021. That was originally meant to be done by the end of 2022. It has been more moved forward a year. So that's a, a positive thing. And that will really kick off the process. At the same time, the regulator ECASA has placed a moratorium on applying for spectrum in 5G bands. So both Mid, mid range, mid bands, three, three gigahertz to five gigahertz, as well as the millimeter wave bands, 24 and up. So they're clearly preparing and doing what they can do to prepare for a 5G auction. We, we so need to get the current process right so that we at least have a precedent for what's coming. And we need a proper discussion around 5G and the model. Are we going to just give it to telecoms operators or we're going to look at what's happening around the world and consider giving that spectrum also to private companies. I think of Germany who've given it to BMW, Audi, Lufthansa, you know, it's got those kinds of applications. Yeah. Dominic, when you look at the, the cost of data, and you mentioned this earlier, if everything plays according to plan and, you know, the networks are all happy and they're all happy with the allocation of spectrum, how cheap can data get potentially in South Africa? Aki, I, I don't know if I can answer that. So, so let's just say that there's been progress. You know, the, the cost of one gig of data on the mobile networks has come down quite substantially over the last two years, both due to, to the efforts of the mobile networks, some of that additional emergency spectrum that was given to them to, to address COVID-19. And of course, the Competition Commission is looking very closely at that industry at the moment. Um, there's certainly downside. I, I don't know what the models are. Um, you know, what I, what I do find interesting here is that there was a recent brand survey around the mobile network industry. And I think MTN came out on top of that survey as the most popular of the brands, but there was a minus 65% average perception of the mobile network industry. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's a trust deficit there. And, and these long running hashtag data must fall cost to communicate campaigns mean that the majority of South Africans don't trust their mobile network industry and they feel like they're being ripped off. So from from the you know 
from a from a an immunocentric position, I think that stops them from being able to cross sell and to use their position and their relationship with their customers. And I think that bringing down the price of data more aggressively would actually be helpful to them in a more comprehensive way. So I'm yeah. I'm hoping we see that. But but clearly the key here is get the spectrum into the hands of the operators in a in a fair, transparent way, which is not going to be held up by more litigation. And then we have the right to stand up and say to the MNOs, I want to see further reductions. You've got the spectrum. That's the reason you gave. Please do it now. Okay, well that's fair. Um, you're not committing, and I understand why. Um, but when you look at this, uh, the, it's all about policy at the end of the day. And I want to talk about the the national data and cloud policy, because it's interesting. We're also approaching the deadline of uh, of the Papier Act at the end of July, if I'm not mistaken. So there are massive implications to all of these things that we're talking about. So what's your take on the new uh, the the newly proposed national data and cloud? Uh, policy. Uh, I keep poppy compliance by the first of July, so so not the end, the beginning. Um, you know there is a chance that that will be pushed out by a year um, because we may feel we're not ready to start enforcing yet. So that possibility exists, and people should just look out for it. Um, the national data and cloud policy is something that's been talked about for a long time. Um, draft is published. It's open for comment, firstly, until the 18th of May. Um, the department has, for the first time I've ever seen, actually provided its own online form. So there's a simple link for anyone who wants to go and, and give their comment on it. Um, it's, it's a very tricky area. Things, things that we should be looking at, data sovereignty, who owns South Africa's data. We know we have these multinationals with um, cloud services. Where does our information sit as a country, both as government from a government perspective and from an individual perspective? Who owns my data? How do I have exercise effective control over it? That's one of the things this policy is trying to, to achieve, to say that South Africa owns its data. You know, it's a it's maybe a difficult statement to enforce, but it's an important policy principle to enunciate. And that leads you then to localization. So we need to keep South African data local. Um, and that, you know, is, is, is a two-edged sword in terms of yes, but we need to make sure that things like privacy and papier and access by law enforcement is properly regulated. And we've had issues there and we have continuing issues there. So that is a bit a, a cause for concern. Mm -hmm. um, it then also talks around transformation and, and some other issues. But, you know, my central message there is that if there is any industry in telecoms or maybe even broadly in South Africa, which has been wildly successful over the last decade, it is our data center industry. And there's a huge amount of investment that's gone into it and continues to go into it. We, we all know that this is a market where demand for data center services is going to expand dramatically and continue to expand dramatically for some time. So if government is, is looking at this and looking at intervening, it needs to do so with extreme caution because we need that thriving data center. We need to remain the leading data center market in Africa. We need that, that power. We need the terracos, um, all the money that liquid innovation technologies is throwing into to data centers and the other operators. We really need that to continue as well as the international investment. So, 
you know, what, what certainly one of the responses to government will be is to say, be very, very cautious how you regulate and you intervene here because it's been something that's been left alone and it's worked really well. Very interesting. Um, Dominic, it's been fascinating chatting to you and hearing your thoughts on all of these things because I, I guess they're all interlinked uh, uh, with each other. But um, uh, as Dominic Cole from uh, Ellipsis, when you when you get the sense, if I had to take the optimism pulse of Dominic right now, is there a higher pulse than there was 10 years ago, for example? Are you more optimistic going forward? I've been caught out by that question probably about 15 times over the last 15 years. And I'm always going to say yes. You know, at the moment, I think, firstly, at a, at a government effectiveness level, we, we, we've all got our gripes and there are issues, but things are so much better than they were a few years ago. I can tell you as someone who works with government, there was a time when nothing was happening and everyone was too scared to do anything. That time has passed. People are actually engaging. And, and with, with, you know, in, in some cases, and I can say this for the Department of Communications and for ICASA, who I think has an excellent chairperson and is doing some, some good things, that we've shifted into a more positive mindset of getting things done. So, so yes, I, I am more positive, but... The, the big stick of implementation remains. Um, you know, the presidency, as I understand it, has got some very bright young people in to drive implementation, including in, in telecoms. Um, we need to start seeing the fruit of that. We need to start, you know, get the spectrum out there because that's the key implementation initiative. Sort out issues around way leaves and, and rights of way permissions for fiber network operators to build because that's another critical part of 5G is we've got to densify the fiber. And that's at the moment, you know, depending on which municipality you're in, that's potentially very problematic. I'm not so positive about that because how do you sort out local government in South Africa? So mixed bag, Aki, again, call me non-committal. I'm generally more positive. Um, there's, there's the good people doing good stuff. We just need to hammer on at implementation, less policy, more implementation. And I guess more decisive action is what I'm hearing in between all of your comments there. Uh, Dominic Cole from Ellipsis, we thank you so much for joining us at the My Broadband Conference, uh, albeit, uh, you know, remotely in this uh, new way of doing things virtually. Uh, thank you for your time nonetheless, and your, your, your um, comments have been fantastic and very, very insightful. Thank you so much, Dominic. Thanks, Aki.